we're going to be joined by former NBA player Jonathan Bender. Make sure you go to the website, goforradio.com. Let's bring him in now. Former NBA player Jonathan Bender. Jonathan, how are you? I'm great, man. How's it going? Thanks for um, having me on your show. No problem. Thanks for joining us. So let me ask you this. Let's get right down to it. Western Conference Finals last night. I know it's one game, but Houston, and I also know Houston has the best record or had the best record in the regular season. But these are the Golden State Warriors. In your mind, Correct. is this series over? I know it's one game, but, man. Well, well, based on how they've, been, how they've been playing all season with the one-on-one ball, that doesn't work on um, the Warriors. So I've been saying this all along, that they ever bumped heads. Um, it, it wouldn't be too much of a – it would be exciting, but at the end of the day, the Warriors would always pull it off. So I don't know if it's too late to come up with another strategy um, from Houston's side, but it's not looking too good. In terms of what's going on, I mean, you look at it, Houston had a hard time stopping the Golden State Warriors. Does that change? I mean, Houston was good defensively throughout the course of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, but you're not playing the Golden State Warriors, you know, trying to win four out of seven, right? So, you know, you're dealing with a whole different animal. I mean, the one-on-one ball, I mean, you got two guys holding the, holding the, holding the ball, you know, 20 seconds into the shot clock and then pretty much throwing a missile to, you know, to the other guys to, to, to try to contribute with four seconds left on the clock, right? Um, that's not going to work, man. Guys' legs, you know, you're going to get tired. You see James Horton got tired last night. Right. You know, going uh, deep into the third quarter, so it's just not going to work, man. And you, and when they miss a shot, it's like a, it's like a turnover, right? These guys are into a break, and you know, when the Warriors come down, they, it seemed like a five-point swing within one possession almost. It's quite crazy. So, based off of the way you're talking, and you know, kind of based off the way I feel as well, looking at the Golden State Warriors with those four guys, Steph, Clay. Draymond and Kevin Durant. I don't see a team that can beat that team if that team is completely healthy. Do you agree? I agree. I don't have any anything to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> I have it, nothing to add. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said it all. It's that simple. It really is that simple. And Houston's had a great season, but at the end of the day, these are the Golden State Warriors, and if they're healthy they're going to be a problem for anybody. We're talking to former NBA player Jonathan Bender. Let's go out east now. LeBron James, Cavaliers, struggled mightily in game one, but this is LeBron James. And, you know, LeBron James is big time. He's had a big time year for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Any concerns if you're the Cavaliers after game one? Before I guess before I answer that question, let me say this. Um, LeBron has had a cakewalk you know, over the years through the East. Within the next couple of years, it's going to be shut down because of the teams that's coming up, like Philadelphia, you know, coming on board, and obviously what Boston has uh, in the arsenal right now. So to, to answer your question, um, it's a scary moment for LeBron James and, and the guys right now because it's too many weapons on Boston, man. I mean, you're talking about those guys, Jalen Brown and and uh, what's the other kid's name? Um, uh, Tatum. Number zero. Tatum, man. I mean, these guys are six, seven, six, eight wing players, and they're bringing that energy, and they don't look scared of the moment. 
You know, they're in the they're in the conference finals for the first time, and these kids are you know they they're doing their thing. So with so many pieces, man, Rozier coming out of nowhere. You know, you got smart, you know, hard nosed, tough. Then you got Al Harper, that's the anchor. It's just a lot going on in that team. And then they got Brad Stevens. That, that, that's kind of the X factor for that team. Right. So um, I'll see what happens this next game tonight. We'll see exactly what, you know, where where they are. But they're definitely no, uh, they're, they're not the Toronto Raptors at all. So are you saying that the Boston Celtics are going to win this series? Or are you you're, you're going to hold on that until? After game two. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything. I got to see game two. Game one, it's almost like with LeBron, it's almost like Mayweather. Right? First couple rounds, he just kind of checks you out and, you know, gathers all his data to get ready to go to war. And I'll give that to LeBron for game one, especially when it blow out like that. You know, the guys are super energetic. Their adrenaline is rushing. They're at home. So we need to see, you know, you know, and, and, and you know, they didn't shoot, you know, um, Cleveland didn't shoot very well, and LeBron was held to what, 15 points, something like that. Yeah, he struggled. I mean, he, he struggled. Yeah, that's not going to happen this game. So I want to see LeBron come out with a 40-point night, and you know, I want to see crunch time moments to see what what Brad Stevens does on his end and how the guys react, and then I'll be able to tell. I'll be able to tell a whole lot better tonight um, as far as going forward. We're talking to former NBA player Jonathan Bender. So let me ask you, 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 you talked about the Sixers coming, the Boston Celtics coming. Let me ask you this about the Sixers. I want to ask you this about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a guy, do-it-all type of player, you know, can get to the lane, great passer, so on and so forth. But he doesn't shoot a jump shot. Have we ever seen a player like, like Ben Simmons, a guy that just doesn't shoot jump shots? A perimeter player. Um. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, not that size, not not the quiet makeup that he has. I mean, you look at Rajon Rondo, you know, from a small from a guard position, but he's no Ben Simmons. I don't think we've ever seen a guy this of this height, you know, and this type of build that he has, you know, not being able to shoot. But eventually, that's going to come, and when that comes, danger is coming with it, right? Um, that's going to open up his game to a whole a whole new front, man. Because right now they're able to kind of, you know, lay off of him. And he's still able to drive small guys to the rack. And uh, he's still making great decisions out on the court. But when he comes down to draining the jumper, that's going to be, ooh. Yeah, he's going to make the defense squeeze up on him. And that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be serious. Maybe he can come see you in the offseason. Yes, sir. I, I got the weather. The weather ain't going nowhere. So, so let me ask you this. You talked about LeBron James and, and, you know, obviously the things that he's done in the Eastern Conference. He owes the East and he owes the Toronto Raptors. And ultimately, the Toronto Raptors were knocked out of playoffs, swept by LeBron and the Cavaliers. And ultimately, that led to their coach, Dwayne Casey, being fired. Your thoughts on that firing? Agree? Disagree? How do you feel about it? First of all, you know, Toronto, man, they had everybody fooled. Everybody thought that. They were going to get the Cavs to run for their money. They thought that they were going to have the Cavs out in five um, just because they had the best record over there. Um, you know, every time – they're almost like – they remind me of Phil Mickelson when it comes down to golf, right? When it comes down to crunch time, they kind of disappear right? for some odd reason. Right? But I don't think that's, you know, 
Casey's fault. I think he did great. 50-plus win season. I don't think he should have been fired, but I think it came down to the political standpoint of benching the star player uh, for, 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 for a full quarter, right? right. Um, you definitely got to go let the player that got you there go down with the ship. So, um, hey, I mean, things happen like this, but it's crazy to get coach of the year and then get hacked, <laughs> you know, within days. That's tough. That's rough. He'll get a but he'll, 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 he'll surface again. Yeah, for sure. And that's just unfortunately the nature of the business. I mean, it's only 30 of those jobs, and, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. you don't get it done. Absolutely. You go home. <laughs> so, Absolutely. LeBron James, going back to him for a moment. He's playing big-time basketball at the age of 33. Michael Jordan. You know, the, the, we've heard that talk. We've heard the argument oh, over and over. About to have Where do you stand on that? Jordan LeBron. No question, Jordan, man. I mean, this is not a conversation to be had, you know. And then, I mean, you, I guess you can break down the aspects of it. All-around player, you know, LeBron is one of the best all-around players. But are we talking about winning? Are we talking about straight-out killer on the court, straight-out maniac on the court? You got to give it to Jordan, man. And who, who who would I pick, you know, if I was trying to win? Of course. You need to you could ask yourself that question. <laughs> right? It's an easy choice. It is. It is. I mean, it's easy, but I can understand an argument from the other side because I feel like 6-0 in the NBA Finals, it's kind of hard to argue with that. I mean, You can't just, argue with just it. 6-0 didn't go 7. Right. Either game didn't let, didn't let either one go 7. And you can't you can't leave out the fact that guys were hand checking, guys getting beat up at the goal. You know, it was hard. I mean, you know, you can grab and you're so much more physical back then, right? For sure. You know, for sure. It's just it's just a whole entirely different ball game. I mean, you put think about it right now. Put Jordan on one of these teams in his prime. What happened? Think about it. It'd be crazy. And not being able to touch. The way he fills it up, it would be crazy. And not being able to touch him. Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let me ask you this. You know, we talked about, you know, you still have the wetter. I mean, you're, you were, you, you could stroke it. So you play with Reggie Miller. He could stroke it. Steph Curry, obviously, he could stroke it. End of the day, based off, you know, playing with Reggie and based off seeing Steph, who's the better shooter? Who has the better stroke? Uh, Steph. That's the best I've ever seen. I mean, you, nobody's ever seen anything like that. That's crazy. Like, the way he's filling it up from 40, that's ridiculous. You know, off the, the dribble. Stretching it, off the, and off the dribble. I can't right. shoot. You, you had the Ray Allen, you had the Reggie Millers, those guys can fill it up, but not necessarily put it on the floor with all the, you know, the ball handling skills and being able to create off the dribble. These, this guy can create either way off the dribble and off to 40. You come across half court, these guys are doing a pick and roll, you know, from half court, and guys are up. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's crazy. He it's stretches the defense out to watch. Yeah, yes, indeed. Most definitely. So let me ask you this. We know you can stroke the ball. I mean, today's NBA, we see a lot of people shooting threes. How would you have liked to play in this version of the NBA? I mean – I mean, it would be cool, but, you know, when I played, I had a, I had a green light anyway. The coach always told me to let it ride. 
would, I wouldn't be doing anything different, I would say. I think, you know, it's more of everybody shooting threes, not centers are shooting threes. Right. You know, you're shooting more of them and more volume. So if I had a chance to go out and shoot 15 threes in one night, you know, every night, it'd <laughs> yeah, be crazy. And I know you don't like to look back, but ultimately injuries did derail your career. I mean, in your opinion, and, and I know it's hypothetical, I know it's what if, but if Jonathan Bender would have stayed healthy, what could you have been in this league? You know, with the hard work and the ability, um, definitely, I definitely could have been a star in this league, I feel. Um, okay. Looking at the guys playing now, looking at, you know, my frame being seven foot and being able to stroke and put it on the floor, I would have just got better and better. So, um, don't know, don't know where, to, where, where it would have went, but it would, it would definitely, I think I could have been a great player in the league. So let me ask you this. And going back to that Pacers team, you know, Mouse and the Palace, that whole situation, that team seemed poised to take that next step. Ultimately, things didn't work out. You know, our tests, you know, lost a whole bunch of games because of that Mouse and the Palace situation. You know, Jackson lost a whole bunch of games. I mean, a lot of guys lost a whole bunch of games, and the team just wasn't right. But let me ask you this. If that does not happen to Mouse at the Palace, do you think the Pacers would have won the, uh, the title that year? I don't know. I think we'd have went deep. I think we'd have went deep, and we had a, a, a huge potential to, to get there. Um, you know, with the, with, with the depth that we had, with the talent that we had, we could have definitely made a deep run for it. I would say definitely a team that would, make, that would have made it to the final. For sure. Because okay. I thought you were better than Detroit that year. You were better than the Pistons that we year. Were. But... We were. We, we were, but they were poised. You see, um, you know, uh, um, the, the whole team was just poised. Poised. It was set up right. Big Ben. Uh, you had Mr. Big Shot, uh, of course. Um, uh, you got Rip coming off the screens. You know, uh, they they were poised guys, man, and, and, and they did well. Um, we were a little hot-headed. <laughs> we were a little hot-headed. So um, uh, if that if Madison in the Palace doesn't happen, um, like I said, I think we would have definitely, definitely got to the finals that year. Okay. All right. And one of the guys who was a hothead on that team was Ron Artest. I mean, Metal World Peace at this point, but – Looking at him and, and playing with him, what was it like playing with Ron Artest, Meta World Peace? He's cool, man. Ron is super cool. He's totally opposite of what everybody takes in. Um, I think it's just his passion for the game. And, you know, sometimes back then he didn't know how to control himself. But uh, super cool cat, man. Totally opposite of what is portrayed, right? Um, it was fun. He, he came and brought it every day. Um you know, uh, really weird built guy, you know, about six, seven, six, six, seven, you know, what, about, about 240, 245, something like that, legs like tree trunks. Strong guy. Yeah, yeah, strong guy. Uh, hell of a defender. But he was a great guy. He is a great guy. We're talking to former NBA player Jonathan Bender. So what's going on with Jonathan Bender today? Not much, man. Just over here in the hot Houston, uh, hot Houston heat. But enjoying it, man. Enjoying it, trying to stay cool. 
Life good yeah, for that's you? That's about it. Yeah, life's good, man. Uh, um, uh, taking on a couple of entrepreneur endeavors and, uh, you know, uh, uh, definitely continuing to help people with joint pain with, with, uh, with my MedPro device. And um, we just launched a, a, a talk show as well. So okay. um, looking to put some good, great content out. So it's, it's good, man. It's good. It's fun. So life is good for Jonathan Bender. Life is always good. That's good. That's good to hear. Because, you know, the reality is guys who, you know, whose careers end young, unfortunately, it doesn't always get that happy ending. But it seems like with you, things are only up and up. Yeah, well, when people say happy ending, they always relate it to money, right? But, um, I mean, you got to look at it like anything else. If you lost a job and that was paying a lot of money, you just have to go find another job and reinvent yourself. Right. So it's just a restart, a restart for guys. Even the guys that end up, you know, uh, in uh, in some people's eyes, uh, not ended up with in the great greatest of situations. But you know, whether good or bad, it's always a, a situation to move forward in. So uh, you just got to reinvent yourself and not get stuck and just keep moving. Sounds good, man. I mean, and you've done a great job of doing that. How much do you miss the game? Uh, you know, I, I, play, I play every once in a while, man. I go out and hoop a little bit, but uh, it, I'm just not thinking about it, right? I like to watch it during the playoffs like this when it gets very competitive, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really hone too much on the past, you know. Too much excitement going on in the future here. Too much exciting things in life. And when you're playing ball, it's the only thing you think about. The only thing you think there is is ball, but so much more exciting stuff out here. So uh, to answer your question, I think about it every once in a while, but not much. You know, so, I don't stay so too you want to think about there. you want to think about the big three or anything like that. The big three, yeah, yeah. I would like to. I would like to fool around with that. Right? I mean, you're talking about what ten games? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> can definitely do that. Do ten games? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I commend Ice Cube for what he's doing over there. It's very cool. It's like, you know, guys are getting a chance to play pickup ball on the big screen sure. uh, platform again, uh, giving you that feeling again. So that's cool. So maybe you should holler at Ice Cube. Yeah, you know, I, I did actually get in the draft this year. Me and my cousin Mo Pete, um, we got in the draft this year, but I didn't go. We didn't go to any combine or anything. We just uh, entered our name in there or whatnot. Um, so yeah, I, I, I may try it again next year. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right, I mean, good idea. You know, anything is possible. Anything can happen. Yeah. What is it? I mean, yeah. you know, you said you know Mo Pete, your cousin. You know, he made the NBA. You made the NBA. What is it about that Bender blood? Or you know, what is it? I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. Uh, I guess it was a good bloodline. Uh, great mentalities, you know, a lot of skill, a lot of shooting. You know, he's a lefty shot, you know. Uh, I don't know. Great genes. <laughs> I would love to be seven foot, man. I would love to be seven foot playing the NBA. Right. What I would do for yeah, that. Well, there are pros and cons. There That's are true. pros and cons. <laughs> Just like anything else. You know? What are the cons of being seven foot? Cons. Well, you know. 
like uh, I would say walking into a store and being able to go shopping with everybody else or, you know, uh, uh, for the rest of your life, uh, you know, being asked how tall you are, uh, you know, if you want the attention, you're definitely going to get that for the rest of your life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, ducking everywhere you go. I mean, you got the pros and cons. Yeah, but you got to accept it all. It's you. It's the package you were given. For sure. For you sure. Know? But you do stand out for females, too. I mean, that helps as well. <laughs> yeah, it does help. You got to stay in shape, though. Doesn't okay. look right if you're out of shape. Being that, being that tall, out of shape. <laughs> so, fans. Not cool. I, I agree. I agree. But, but it's it can't be worse than being short and fat. I mean, I'd rather be tall and fat than short and fat. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> man. Tall and fat. Ooh, that's tough. Tall and fat. I couldn't think. No, I can't. I can't even make me want to go to the gym right now. Actually, I'm going to the gym when I finish this show. Okay. All right. All right. No, not so, tall and fat. Can't do that. I'm five eight. When's the last time you've been five eight? Man, never. I don't even think I was ever 5'8". I think I skipped 5'8". I think I skipped that ring. I can't even remember being 5'8". Seriously. Wow. What a life. What a life. So, fans, <laughs> make sure you go to the website, JonathanBender.com. That's JonathanBender.com. Also, also hit him up on Twitter, at JonathanBender9. That's at Jonathan Bender 9. And this man has a show, the Jonathan Bender Show. It's coming to Houston May 22nd. So make sure you check yep, him out five. there. And support. 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, for sure. Support, support. 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, May 22nd in Houston, Star Cinema Grill. Support all the great things yeah. going on with former NBA player Jonathan and Bender. You can watch that on Facebook. You can watch it on my Facebook page and on our website. So, yeah, you, you got all these different ways to check out my man, Jonathan Bender. There you go. Jonathan. No excuses. Exactly. <laughs> Absolute pleasure talking to you, man. Wish you nothing but the best well, of luck thanks. moving forward. Would love to do it again. Same to you, man. Thanks for having me on.